You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. Okay, so guess what I did tonight? What? I watched Spider-Man No Uh, Way Home. Don't say anything. I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm just going to say it was amazing, and I laughed, and I cried, and it was beautiful, and I'm just obsessed, and I love Marvel, and I love what they're doing, and I'm excited, and yeah. Okay, if you couldn't tell. (laughs) I know, I can't wait to see it. This might be one of my favorites. Top five, for sure. Really? Yeah, it was really good. It was really, so really good. So you give it a 10 out of 10? Yes. I would, yeah. I would. But okay. I'm not like this professional critic over here. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a little biased towards Marvel movies. Oh. Yeah, I really am. I love them. Oh my god, it's just so good. So good. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it, but it's literally so good. Everyone needs to go see it. But if you haven't seen it? Go. I literally nerd out with strangers who were sitting next yeah, to me. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and Jen was just sitting next to me like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh my gosh, she made... I'm sure Jen's just suffered through that movie like, why the fuck am I here? <laughs> no, listen, Jen will can, can attest to this. Is that the word? Yes. She she said she liked it, okay? Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <sighs> in tea ways. In tea ways. So, I really don't know how we're going to start this or what we're really talking about. I know that we're going to <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> I know that we are going to continue with your story. And uh-huh. um, I know that in the last episode we left off where basically you grew bitter in all the core beliefs that you started believing about yourself. You started realizing a lot of things and then how it has affected into your relationships and into your adult life and how the church and everything you went through in high school really um, affected what you thought as you grew grow older. And then COVID hit. Am I missing anything? No, but I do want to say that when I was growing cold and growing bitter and all of these things, I didn't have any awareness then. Right. Now, obviously, looking back, I'm like, oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but in that moment, I didn't. I just was in a bad mood. I You're like, very irritable, I, was I remember. Very, mm-hmm, I was very irritable. Like, I didn't want to go do things because that just – it just took so much energy <laughs> like yeah. it, it really did. It it felt like going and doing things with people was like I was about to go run a marathon. Like it was just exhausting. Mm-hmm. And that's not because I didn't want to be around those people. I mean, yes, I mean, I guess I didn't want to be around them, but really it was because mentally it was too much for me because I was fighting that battle within myself and then also trying to put a face on and cover it up from other people yeah you got exhausted and you got worn down yeah because my biggest thing was I was like no I don't want to be perceived this way I don't want to show and also like I feel like right now it's different because there's so many people who are talking about their mental health and who are doing all those things but like when we were in high school that was not what people did we didn't talk about it 
-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there was no awareness really mm -mm. back then, especially at our age. Yeah. And it, it, and it was more so like, you know, therapy is for people who have something wrong with them. Like, I don't have anything wrong with me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was just that. And it's like, well, you're human. So everybody has something wrong with them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Like we like to say on this podcast, everyone's fucked up. Everyone's fucked up. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So in those moments, I was not aware of it, but I am obviously now. And, and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about in this podcast is kind of how I came to be aware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so. Okay. So, just to continue, so we left off of, like, COVID hitting, mm -hmm. and you even stated in the last one, that's when it really, that was, like, the turning point. Yeah. So, what was it, if we could just start there, what was it about COVID that made um, it so pivotal in your life? Um, what happened? What was going on in your mind? What was going on in your heart that made you decide, oh, my God? Okay. Here's, now looking back, here's what I know happened during COVID mm -hmm. is obviously during COVID we were in lockdown, could not go anywhere, could not do anything, but sit in our house. And for someone who does not know themselves, who does not like themselves, who feels like when they are alone, they're hanging out with a stranger. Mm. It kind of gets dark. Like it did. It got really dark. And, and I feel like that's probably the best way that I can describe it is just like, just imagining like a super dark abyss. Mm. Wow. And, it, and, and I can just remember like, it didn't just happened. It was like a gradual, um, thing because I remember when COVID first happened, obviously I'm like, oh, I don't have to go to work. This is awesome. I mean, obviously I'm not saying that COVID is awesome. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying the part of like not having to go to work, like, cause it's kind of like less responsibility, less responsibility in that time. But about after week two, it was just kind of like, I feel so alone and I feel so just dark. Like, that's just the only way I could describe it is just dark. And and just gradually, like, I just remember, like, I just stopped wanting to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. And I stopped wanting to eat. And then I remember, like, I just sleep all the time. Like, I would just sleep. And I remember... One time my mom calling me and she, you know, was just checking up on me, asking me like how I was and there was me like being like, yeah, I'm fine. Like I'm good. You know, even though I wasn't, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Um, and I, I think she asked me like what I've been doing and I was like, yeah, or no, they'd asked me if I wanted food or something and I was like, no, I'm not really hungry. Like, I don't really feel like getting up. And my mom was like, okay. <laughs> and and I just remember after talking to her for a little bit longer, she was like, Krista, you sound depressed. Yeah. And me, 
just instantly clicked and I was like, no, like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, I'm fine, mom. And I just like, I just wanted that idea to not be in her head. You know what I mean? And so I I just went into like, almost like defense mode, like, no, I'm great. Nothing's wrong with me. You know? Um, like I'd been doing, I just hid like I did all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, can I say one thing? Absolutely. Did you not want it, her to think that because then it would make you finally realize that it was true and like it would make you look at yourself absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah because I'm gonna finish this is when she hung up the phone I kid you not as soon as I pressed and I lost it like I was just bawling And that was the moment that I realized I was like, wow, yes, (laughs) mom. The answer is yes, is I am depressed as fuck. And I've been depressed as fuck since like middle school or high school. And I feel like that was the moment that I realized it. And I was like, man, all this, all this sadness when I'm alone. Um, I even remember like I'd be whenever I'd be in my car listening to music, I'd only listen to sad songs. And I feel like maybe I was doing that because that was the only time that I allowed myself to feel that actual emotion that you felt safe enough to feel. Yeah. And so I remember like just listening to sad songs all the time. And like any, like, like we talked about in the last one, like anytime I was alone, like it was just like sadness and, and, and really, so when my mom called me and we hung up, that was the moment that I realized like, yeah, like I, I am depressed and I've been this way for a really long time. And that's when I thought like, since I have been depressed for a long time, obviously what I'm doing is not working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at this point, when I say a long time, I mean what? Almost eight years shit when you said that out loud holy cow yeah that's a long time that's a long time to feel that way when you are by yourself and then or just to feel powerless and help mm-hmm. helpless like that yeah and, and and even going back I remember specifically like I remember and I and you know this whenever I'd hang out with my grandpa <laughs> yeah and my grandpa and I we aren't very close and I remember when we'd hang out I would go get lunch or something to talk about grades <laughs> for college. Um, I remember him always like trying to ask me deep questions and he, I have almost every single time. And this was like once a semester, every single time he'd ask me, so who's Krista? And I remember I would just get so pissed. <laughs> yeah. You'd get really mad. I would get so mad that he would ask me that question and not only would I get mad but I remember like as soon as I would get to my car I'd cry and I just told myself I was like oh like it's just because you're frustrated because like you don't want to tell him who you are like you don't have that great of a relationship with him like all these things and that's what I was telling myself in my head but looking back it was because I had no clue how to answer that question I had no clue who Krista was I'm two, I was 23, 24 years old. Mm-hmm. I've been living with myself for almost two and a half decades mm-hmm. and I still don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. 
powerful and like from that point of view from your standpoint like of course you felt attacked mm-hmm. every time when he would ask you that but in actual reality he was just trying to get to know you and ask an honest question but in that honesty of trying to be with you as a grandpa to his granddaughter you felt attacked because he was trying to make you realize something mm-hmm. when you weren't ready to realize it yet yeah. so it you took it as being attacked yeah but also, how do you explain to someone who you are when you don't know how to answer that question? Exactly. When you have no clue who you are. And that's why when I say being by myself, it felt dark. That's because I didn't know who I was. Like, this is going to sound really weird, but it's like this person that's in this body with me, which I know it's just me. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know who that was. Right. And so... That was like a really pivotal moment for me because it was like, wow, it's gotten so bad that like people are noticing. And I think really that was the first time that anybody had ever asked me that question ever. That's the first time anybody had seen like my actions and, and, and said that word to me. Like depression Mm -hmm. going back to what your mom said. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so I think that's really what made it real. Mm-hmm. Um, so then what did you do then when everything came up to the surface? Did it feel <laughs> overwhelming? Absolutely. I will say that I definitely, I, I chose to stay there for a while. I definitely did. I chose to stay in that darkness because it was almost like I was, I was pitying myself. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like you are so sad. Like it, but also I didn't know what to do. Like, I I didn't know what to do next. Right. And that's a very, I want to say, like, I want to give you grace in that. Yeah. Because that's a very normal reaction, especially when everything comes up to the surface, like, decade, like, Mm -hmm. a decade of feelings of hurt, of pain starts coming up and overwhelming, and you just honestly want to numb out. Yeah. You don't want to connect to your humanity. Mm -mm. You don't want to connect to yourself because it would make you realize, like, no, 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 because then obviously shame could come in. That's a possibility, and nobody wants to feel that. And that right there, I'm going to go with that because when you said that's when shame comes in, that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. I was like... I remember thinking to myself, like, what's wrong with you? Like, just get up. Like, what are you doing? Like, I remember having that conversation with me, with myself, and then just laying there. Like, it almost felt like I was paralyzed. Like, I was like, I can't. I just kept telling myself, like, I can't. Or I don't want to. Or I just want to be here. I just want to sit here. And I, and I would say that I did that for, like, uh, another month. Like, not eating. I think I, I think I drink a protein shake every day. That was it. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And maybe drink a bottle of water, which is so very unhealthy. So you weren't nourishing your body. Mm-hmm. You weren't feeling connected to your pain. Yeah. You didn't want to take care of yourself at all. Because no. taking care of yourself means getting connected to even that pain. And mm-hmm. that was overwhelming. That felt too much. Yeah. And I also, in that moment, I had a lot of, or in those moments, like self-doubt and hatred came in too. Like for myself. And, mm-hmm. and that was already something that I dealt with before. So obviously it makes sense that I'd go back to those things, mm-hmm. you know? And so honestly, I feel like after a month of that, like I, I was just, I was drained and I was like, I don't feel any better me quote unquote resting, AKA laying there. <laughs> 
like wasn't helping, you know, because I, I, I guess I just thought in my head, like eventually it'll pass. Like it's done it before. But the thing with COVID is yeah, I had thought it had quote unquote passed, but the truth is I had just gotten busy and stopped thinking about it. Well, with COVID, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Like I, there wasn't a day that I could be busy and just not think about it. Like it was 24 seven constantly thinking about it. And that's why I slept so much because I didn't want to think about it. And so I just remember one day laying there and like I had told myself this before, but for whatever reason this day, it just hit differently. And I was just like, get up. Damn. Like it was just this voice in my head. that was like, get up. Like this isn't working. Get up. And so I remember like I just had a different feeling like I, I felt hopeless like helpless before but in this moment I was like I almost like I finally agreed with myself I was like you're right this isn't working I have to get up and so what I did is I literally sat up and I just grabbed a journal mm-hmm. and I just started writing down just like things that I was feeling and, and it maybe lasted two minutes and I and then I put my journal down and then laid right back down <laughs> but well, right start as I say but right there it, it seems like nothing but it was everything yeah like that was everything to me because that was the first time I think in my entire life that I ever like chose myself through the self-doubt feelings and the hatred like that was the first time that I was like you know what I'm not going to listen to that right now and I'm going to get up Like, I'm going to do this for myself. And then I think I just sat there for, like, another day. And I was like, I can't do this alone. Like, I I, I don't know what to do. So I got um, on the app betterhelp.com. And it's basically, like, an online counseling thing where you like get matched with a counselor based on like your needs and all this stuff and so I was like at first I was like I don't want to pay this 300 something dollars for a freaking counselor you know um but definitely the best 300 dollars I'd ever spend because in that moment now looking back that was exactly when I needed to reach out for help because yes I was in a low place but I also had some motivation yeah Like, I had that tiny little bit of motivation to get up and journal for two minutes and lay back down, you know? And and that's a lot when someone had been sitting there for, like, two months doing nothing. That's a lot for someone being in depression. Exactly. Exactly. And and a depression that had been festering for eight years. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, I finally reached out for help, and I remember, like, her talking to me and just being like, you know, so just kind of tell me a little bit about yourself. And so, I mean, I, I remember when I reached out, like I was crying and I was just like telling her everything because it was almost like I had reached a point in my emotional capacity where like, I just could not hold it anymore. Like I could not contain it. And so I just had to let it out. And, um, also at this point you and I weren't friends yeah I was just thinking that like this whole time when you were explaining how you weren't eating and all these things I'm like oh I don't remember that and that's because I wasn't there yeah so on top of 
whenever I'm talking about like feel, feeling alone and, and depressed, it's like, no, I, genu- I genuinely was alone and, and it had nothing to like, it's not, I'm not saying that's your fault or anything. No, I know. Yeah. You know, you know our story, but like, cause I'm kind of grateful for it. And I know that sounds weird, but I'm grateful for us not being friends in that moment. Cause I feel like Me I could have just easily ran to you and kept doing the same things. Like mm-hmm. I really feel like I had to hit that very rock bottom. And, and here's the picture I'm having in my mind is literally like a super deep hole dug into the ground and then it's super dark in there. And I'm laying at the bottom and there's no one around to help me, but myself. And so I had to climb that ladder and I really feel like that that was me laying the foundation for myself right there is not relying on anybody else but myself you had to choose yourself this Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. like nobody was making you choose them or nobody was making you choose you it was a choice that only you had to make exactly so going back I finally reached out to that counselor and I was just Un- unloading everything and, it, and it, I feel like it really is for well I, I'm not gonna say whatever reason but it's a lot easier to be completely vulnerable with a stranger because they don't I don't know there's just less it's less it feels less high stakes with a stranger mm-hmm. you know because they have no correlation to your life at all you know and it feels like they're not gonna judge you yeah exactly um and so I just unloaded everything and I just remember her being like very sweet and kind and compassionate and she was like I just want you to take these these tests for me and so I took these tests um, and it was basically like a a depression test and an anxiety test Mm -hmm. (laughs) and after I submitted them to her you know we reconvened and we talked like a day or two later and I remember being on that screen with her and talking to her and her just saying like so I'm gonna tell you these results and um your depression came up that you are severely depressed and that you're severely anxious. And in that moment, like I just, I bursted into tears. <laughs> um, because it was, it, it was like, I knew that all along, but I didn't actually know that. Like mm-hmm. I could see it, but I was so wanting to just cover it up yeah. for so long that like I had tried to convince myself that that wasn't actually there even though it was. But now it became your reality. But now it became my reality. Now I'm like, okay, my mom saw it. This counselor is telling me not just depressed or anxious, severely. And I'm like, okay. Like, I, I don't know. It was almost like I needed that affirmation of like, okay, I'm not just being dramatic. I don't, mm-hmm. and, and that's where I went to first. Like, you're just being dramatic. And I really honestly right now don't know why that thought was in my head. Well, because the world tells us that. Yeah, that's true. And then also, like, I do remember, I don't know if we want to put this in here, Mm -hmm. in there, but I do remember, like, I would always ask you if you were okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) This is funny. (laughs) I would always freaking ask you if you were okay. And I knew you were lying to me every freaking time. And because I knew, I think, I think maybe you don't remember this, but I do. Um, I remember saying like, 
this is going to sound really harsh, but I don't think I admit that at the time. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But I remember saying, like, are you dead inside? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> do you remember that? Uh, yes, I think I do. And it was, like, before we stopped being friends, before COVID yeah. hit. <gasps> uh-huh. And I think that's what, like, yeah. But, I, I mean, and... But yeah. I literally told you, I think that was just, like, your like breaking point with me is like because I think I just asked you we just hit our breaking point in that season and I was like you're dead inside yeah and and in order to protect myself I was like you pushed me away I pushed you away and I do remember <laughs> when you'd ask me if I'm okay I'm like yes you would get so <laughs> mad at me I feel like that's a tell-all yeah sometimes because typically when I respond like I now being a little more healthier version of myself, you know, um, typically I don't respond in such a, like a, well, yeah. And after 10 years, I kind of, I think I kind of know, you know, yeah. Just a little bit. So you're like, okay, (laughs) I guess you'll tell me whenever you're ready. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to give her space. If I just say anything right now, it's just going to make worse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So continue. So basically, you heard it from your best friend, and you're like, no, this this girl's crazy. She's just trying to make yeah. something up. And then a few months later, your mom's saying it. Mm-hmm. And then another month later, this therapist is saying it. Mm-hmm. So everything's like... Oh, shit. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, basically, that's how I felt. And so... <sighs> she, I remember during our counseling sessions, like, she kind of just straight up asked me, like, how 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 do I like to express myself? And I remember being like, it's really hard for me to have words and talk about things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I think it's just cause I never did. Like I just never, never really have like talked about super deep emotional things like my whole life. So it feels uncomfortable. I mean, I'm, I'm getting better at it now, but in that moment I was like, it's just weird. And so she would say, she would tell me, she'd give me like prompts and she would give me just things that she wants me to work on throughout the week. And, and I would just journal. Cause I was like, I can write it down. I can write it down, but it's just hard for me to articulate in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would do that. And then a lot of times when we'd read convene, I just read out of my journal, which is so much easier for me to like express how I'm feeling. And then like, I don't know, it's just a way for me to get everything that's like jumbled inside of my brain, like out first. And then I can kind of make sense of what it means. If that makes sense. It does. Okay. Um, and so I remember, like, a lot of the first journaling prompts, like, I'll just say, like, it wasn't me being in it 100% all the time. Like, there's days where I'm like, yes, I'm, I want to do this, and then there's days where, like, I don't want to fucking do this. Like, it was definitely, like, a, a big roller coaster, like, the whole time. Um, but it wasn't until I also started reading this book called What Do You Say When You Talk, or What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. When I was reading that book with the counseling and with the journaling and actually like expressing my thoughts and doing all these things, that's whenever I really feel like there was a change. There started to be a change within me because if you think back, like a lot of my main issues was my conversations with myself and the things that I would tell myself, whether that be, oh, this situation happened, so you're not good enough, Krista, or this would happen and nobody would like you how you are. Like, 
nobody actually said that to me. It was something, an, an event happened, and that's what I would say to myself. Because yeah. that was my core belief. Because I had said it to myself over and over. And I took every event that would match that core belief. And I'd be like, see, you aren't enough. Mm-hmm. See, you are fat. See, you are ugly. See, nobody would actually want you. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's so easy to gravitate to only those negative things. Right. And so I learned, like, you really have to practice being nice to yourself or like being grateful for things or actually loving yourself like that for me at least did not come naturally it really didn't because I focus on the negative things and I think that's kind of human nature it's truly a self-discipline to rewire your self-talk to rewire your core beliefs to rewire your thoughts Mm -hmm. and I think you are finally giving yourself that space then. Yeah. Because it got to a point where, like, I cannot choose to keep living life this way. I couldn't. I couldn't. I was like, I, I will die here if I do. And, and and when I say die here, I don't even necessarily mean in a physical sense. I just mean, like, emotionally, spiritually, I'd just be dead. Mm-hmm. And But my outer appearance would be alive. Yeah. And a lot like of a people, robot. Right. And a lot of people are living that way now. Mm-hmm. And they don't even realize it the greatest what do you call it a metaphor analogy I don't know (laughs) what it is but when we read that book untethered soul Mm -hmm. and he he put it this way and I wish I could read it word for word right now but I can't he basically was saying everybody is in their own little movie yeah (sighs) but it was like it was saying like we're all living in this movie and we're all just watching things like pass by and not even doing anything about it. Like we're feeling powerless in our own story. Yes, basically. So it was, he was trying to describe that you are, you are watching your movie instead of actually living and, and being the main character of your movie and choosing. And yes. So like for me personally, I I was like, yeah, like, because I I don't feel like I've had self-awareness or control or any of those things to actually be the one who is being the main character. I've just simply been inside my body and just been watching everything happen. Like I haven't been actively choosing or actively aware of any of my emotions, anything that's happening around me. And so truly I was not like an active cast member of my movie I was simply just somebody who was watching it happen day to day yeah it was a place of helplessness exactly exactly Um, survival mode basically (laughs) absolutely um after like realizing all those things and like and reading that book what to say when you talk to yourself like that's where I started I started with because I knew that that was my biggest battle and so I started with first of all like trying to be aware enough to catch myself when I started saying those negative things. And honestly, a lot of that for me personally was writing down in a journal, the things that I thought, because I would carry my journal with me 
around the house, right? Because <laughs> we were in COVID. But I'd have my journal next to me almost all the time so that I could write it down. Anytime I felt overwhelmed or I was feeling anxious or I was feeling super sad and depressed for that moment, like I would just, I would start writing, what am I thinking? Why, why are these, why is my body feeling this way? Like what is going on in my mind? Um, so you would say the first step of getting you out of that or the first step of awareness or like basically choosing yourself is catching those thoughts, catching those, catching those self doubts, catching Mm -hmm. those, um, core beliefs that weren't serving you anymore. Mm -hmm. Like really being aware uh, and in tune with yourself. Absolutely. That's what you did. And I really don't think that you realize all the negative things that you might say about yourself or about your life or about your job or about a situation until you are actively looking for when you say those things. Like, so for me, I knew that a lot of my negative self-talk was about myself as a person and my body. And so I was telling myself, okay, I need to catch myself anytime I say anything negative about my body or myself. And what would you do when you catch yourself? Would you speak against it or how did that look like so if I if I were to give you an example um I mean I'll do body image because I feel like I've had body image issues my whole life um so I remember like I would feel or say to myself like ugh you look so ugly or ugh you look so fat like when I would look at myself in the mirror like that was my first thought Um, and I noticed that those were always my first thoughts when I'd look at myself. And so what I had to do is I want, as soon as I said it either out loud or in my head, I was, I would stop and I'm not going to say I did it every single time, but there were just times where I was like, Whoa, there, I did it. I just did that. Um, and so then I would literally pause and whether I believed it or not, I had to tell myself you are beautiful your body gives you life. Your body allows you to do so many amazing things and I'm grateful for it. Now, when I would look at myself in the mirror and say that thing, did I believe it? Absolutely not. It's a practice. It It, takes time. It took time because it took my whole life to have this idea that I hate myself. So it's going to take a long time to tell my subconscious, no, actually, you don't hate yourself. You are very grateful for yourself. But I had to get myself there. Like I had to continue practicing and continue telling myself. And there are still days like I mean, it's almost two years. Well, a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And I still have to catch myself and be like, no. No, (laughs) you're not ugly. You're beautiful. Like you're smart. You're worthy. I have to stop myself in those thoughts and replace them with positive thoughts, even if I don't believe them, because eventually I will start believing it. I will start seeing that goodness in me um, instead of just focusing on those negatives and the things that I was conditioned to believe because of certain circumstances or events that happened in my life. That is so good. I remember, I remember when we became friends again, like I remember telling you, like there were times where I literally, I mean, it's a, it's a fucking 
battle. Like it is a battle. I remember like I would start having like this spiral of thoughts, negative thoughts, negative, right? Because they just feed on one another. Mm -hmm. Once you start thinking negative things, you're like, yeah, you are terrible. You know, like it just keeps going. And I remember, (laughs) and none of y'all can see me, but I would literally like at some point become aware of me going down this deep hole and literally like I'd perk up and I'd like put my hand near my head like a fist mm. almost like I was trying to grab the thoughts yes, yes. <laughs> and throw them away like yes. I I like physically had to do that that's no that is so <laughs> real because I've had to do that too yes. I think if it, you have to physically do it in your physical form because sometimes like when we do that, it's like us like, okay, I'm actually taking action and doing it. Like I'm throwing this like, fucking thought out of yeah, my head. Like, no, I don't believe you. No, you're yes, a lie. No, exactly. you're wrong. No, like mm-hmm. that's not true. Mm-hmm. And then putting truth to it. And like, yeah, because I remember when we started becoming friends, which I was going to bring that up, like as you're really giving yourself space. Yeah. And this was like months of space. Like, mm-hmm. um and choosing yourself and relying on you and God and all this stuff, like really getting back to yourself again and back to your humanity. Yeah. And it's like once you started doing that within yourself, then your relationship started coming back. Like it started growing again. Like it started becoming better because I remember you and me ever since that conversation when we came back to becoming friends, like our friendship has not been like it's just been better absolutely it's been it's grown so much (laughs) you'll hear you'll hear later i mean we have a podcast yeah exactly exactly i mean like looking back at it i mean it is crazy but that's definitely where i had to start and and it really is like you being willing to stop yourself too so as that continues like was there more stuff that you had to do? Um, I mean, where are you at now? Mm-hmm. What is that continuing to look like? Here's what I'll say. Is my counseling sessions and reading that book lit the fire underneath me. Um, because there was things that were happening inside of me that I had seen for so long, but didn't know what it was. And so it was basically just bringing awareness to like, basically how being a human fucking works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and after that, like, I, I mean, I think I kept my counselor for like maybe two months and I just kept finding, I just kept finding these books, like, and I just kept reading and, and for any person who knows me knows that I absolutely hate reading. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the first book that I ever finished, I was like a sophomore in college and and it was like maybe 50 pages. Like it was not a big book, but I just hate reading. But I just kept finding these books that were, you know, talking to me about how my brain works or talking to me about how to get better. Like it was all of these psychology books and, and telling me, you know, just kind of like challenging my conditions that I've had in my life. And, and that's really what kept me going and kept me wanting to learn more. Like I, I kid you not, like I would not be on my phone. I'd be reading a book because I was like, Oh my gosh, like I don't, here's why, because I think I felt 
so alone my whole life in the sense of like nobody's going to understand me but as I'm reading these pages on the on like in these books I'm like oh my god other people feel this way too I'm not the only one who goes through this you didn't feel so uniquely to your problem and so uniquely alone to where you can't get out anymore. I felt seen. Mm-hmm. And you you were finally putting verbiage and language to what was actually going on with you. And it made you feel understood and safe. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so that's just what, I mean, that's what I continued to do. And one of the biggest things that helped me too is um, the mindset of truly taking it day by day. Like I would not let myself think about tomorrow. I would only focus on today and I would wake up and I'd tell myself, okay, how do you feel today? What do you want to happen today? Why are you feeling this way today? Like, and I would only focus on that moment in time because I feel like it's so easy to focus on everything at once. And it's just, I don't think that our brains are supposed to run that way. Like it's just supposed to be in the moment. Like you're just thinking about the moment and being present in the moment. And a lot of us aren't present in the moment. We're thinking about yesterday or tomorrow or a week from now. Like we're not just here Yeah, and right now. I remember you would always struggle with that. And mm-hmm. honestly seeing you now, it's like a complete 180 it's completely different like you are so so good at it now like just giving enough grace for today and that's like all we can handle as humans like you honestly just need enough grace for today yeah that's it like don't even worry tomorrow and like I know that's hard because us like especially in this world in America it's always go 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 think about the next thing busy 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 what can I do to um, take over my time but like there's only enough grace yeah um, for, for that one day, for the day that we're in. Um, and that's biblical too. So I, I mean, do you have anything else to say? I do want to give you a moment of like, cause I know before we start recording, um, you were reading stuff out of your journal. Um, and I know that I just want to take a moment and just say like, how like this whole time that you've been talking especially the last podcast and like I've gotten emotional while you've been talking <laughs> because like just seeing how you are I'm just really really proud of you Stop it. <laughs> and we see a lot of people go through this mm-hmm. and we know a lot of people today in our lives and that used to be in our lives are going through this right now mm-hmm. And I feel like your story is so powerful that a lot of people feel this way, but they just don't know how to get out. Yeah. They and, feel stuck. Mm-hmm. And it's heartbreaking because we see that. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say, like, I want to give you, a, like, an opportunity and some space, and especially some space for them. Like, what would you say to those people? Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of people can relate to you on this so like what would you say to that girl or to that boy who's going through this and who is just completely unaware of what they're doing yeah well as someone who's been there and who knows exactly (laughs) what that feels like I know that right now you are probably at peace with the world 
you are probably looking like you've got your shit together and that you are this amazing human being and and you are but I also know that when you are by yourself or you are alone at night you are at war with yourself and you don't ever want to be just with yourself because you don't like who that is and I feel like that is the worst possible thing that you could do for yourself there has to be a time where you choose to let the let the idea of you being a perfect person go because I know for me I wanted to be that perfect person especially someone who was in the church I wanted to be that person who everybody like kind of looked up to and who thought oh yeah that's how I want to be but you don't want to be like me not in that moment you don't because you're so disconnected from yourself and that's the loneliest most dark thing that you can do as a human being is be disconnected to yourself because that's a dark place that's a super dark place and I just (laughs) it's like one of the things that really helped me is the idea that you are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with that's even in our intro Mm -hmm. like if you let let those words really resonate with you you are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with it's you and yourself honey Mm -hmm. from the day you came into the world until the day you leave that right there is one of the most important relationships that you will build your entire life. Yeah. Is with yourself. But we get so caught up in what we want to look like to the outside. So we paint the outside really pretty, but in the inside it's hollow and there's cobwebs in there. And, and I guarantee you that is so much better to be at peace with yourself if that means you have to be at, world, at war with the world around you. It's so much more fulfilling. It's hard as shit. It is painful. It is a roller coaster. There's not, there's not just, it's not a constant. Like it is a battle that you will deal with for the rest of your life because we live in an imperfect world. But it's the most rewarding. But it's the most rewarding pain you will ever feel. Mm -hmm. Like it is the most rewarding. Like I would go through that a million times again. If I, for those of you who ever felt or do feel the way I feel, I would take every single one of your, like of your pain that you go through. I would bear that for you Mm -hmm. because I know how rewarding it is Mm -hmm. to actually genuinely know yourself. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that's so tricky about your fucking mind is that you could be going through life. And you don't genuinely know yourself, but you've told your subconscious so many times, no, I do, yeah, I do, yeah, I do, yeah, I do, that it believes, okay, you do, but you don't. It's such a trippy thing to think about when you really genuinely think about it. But your mind can play tricks on you. That's literally, that's literally what it does, is whatever you tell it, it's going to believe. So whatever you tell it enough 
That's what it's going to believe. So, I feel like this goes perfect with this next quote that I'm about to tell you. Mm -hmm. It says, you are being presented with a choice. You either evolve or you remain the same. If you choose to remain the same, you will be presented with those same challenges, that same routine, the same storms, those same situations, until you learn from them. Until you love yourself enough to say no more. Until you choose change. If you choose to evolve, you will connect with that strength that is within you. You will explore what lies outside of the comfort zone that you've lived in for so long. You will awaken to that love. You will finally become and you will be you. You have everything you need within you right now. So choose to evolve. Choose to love. Choose yourself. I love that quote because I feel like it touches on the idea that there's so much power in your ability to choose. Because choosing means you're looking past your feelings too. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like getting up, but I'm going to choose to get up. Yeah. I don't feel like feeling this pain, but I'm going to choose to feel this pain. I don't feel like doing what's right, but I'm going to choose to do what's right. Mm-hmm. You have to look past those initial feelings that your body has and you have to choose mm-hmm. every single thing that you do. And so every single person has a choice to either continue to put those masks on and to continue to cover up or to tear down all of their walls and be like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not pretending anymore. I can't pretend anymore. I'm exhausted. Because if you are exhausted at the end of every day because of just being, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Mm-hmm. So, another thing that I wrote down a couple months ago. Mm. Okay, so a couple months ago, it had been a year since I had all this. I'm going to call it an awakening. (laughs) (laughs) So, I had a, a journal prompt that just said, how do your thoughts feel today? Because one of the things that I learned through a book was... You are the thinker of your thoughts. You are not the thoughts themselves. So, for example, if I think you're ugly and fat, I'm not ugly and fat. I'm just, my brain is thinking that right now because of insecurities or, you know, just wounds. But I'm not actually those things. So I have to sit back and be like, okay, I'm just thinking these things, but how how do I change that belief what can I say to myself right now to change that belief um and so I just asked myself like how do your thoughts feel today and I said they feel like they are unchained like I'm finally in control and I can allow those good things to come through and then I wrote it feels good 
to finally be back home. So a year after that, I finally felt like I belonged in my body. Like I know the person who's in my body. Mm-hmm. Now am I still growing? Absolutely. Am I still finding things out about myself? Absolutely. But I'm telling you right now, it is a long and hard road. It took me a whole year to even feel like I, I'm I'm back. Yeah. A whole year. But it also took a whole year of me choosing myself. Mm-hmm. And I will say it's not every day. There's some days where I didn't. I failed. I didn't choose myself. But guess what? The next day was a new opportunity for me to prove that I can choose myself. Mm-hmm. It was just a constant battle. Um, and I'm so glad you said that, too, because we're, you know, with the holidays coming up, Christmas, and then the new year, maybe giving that those, like, our listeners or just anybody that chance, like, maybe, and I know, which we'll do an episode of New Year's resolutions because we have... Yeah. (laughs) We have thoughts about New Year's resolutions. That's very high stakes. Um, But maybe just giving yourself that year of like, okay, am I going to wake up this morning in the new year and choose myself today? Yeah. Am I going to give enough grace for myself today? It's a new year. Yeah. A new day, a new month, a new Mm -hmm. week. Am I going to do this now? Yeah. And and that goes back to the taking it day by day thing Mm -hmm. and and you genuinely have to try to be your own cheerleader because you have to do it for yourself Mm -hmm. you have to be like okay I sucked yesterday (laughs) you know I I stayed in those negative thoughts I kept saying all these negative things but but today I want to choose differently today I don't feel like choosing differently still but I know I need to for myself I need to do this for me Mm um so that's great I'm glad you brought that up Mm -hmm. Um, another thing that, that I read in a book is, um, they were talking about like happiness versus joy. And I know like if you're in the church, like a lot of people have always talked about this, but just this, this picture that they drew, I was like, Oh oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they said, happiness is you sitting on a seesaw. Okay. You're just waiting for something to lift you up to make you happy. So it's very circumstantial. Whereas joy is like a swing set because that swing set is anchored in the ground So you don't have to have someone to push you in order to go up. You can create your own momentum. And I feel like me being depressed in that room and choosing myself was me anchoring into the ground. And so, yes, now there's days where I'll sit on that swing set and I won't swing because I won't create that momentum. But then there are days where I'm like, I'm going to create this damn momentum Mm -hmm. for myself because I love myself and I choose myself because if I don't, nobody else will. So I I love that. And so I want to share that. Yeah, that's super good. Um... Do you want to say anything else or? Mm, I'm going to leave off with these two things. Um, I wrote down a couple months ago. I said a year ago, I'm writing to myself. I said a year ago, I thought I would never make it. But here I am. I made it. I'm aware. I'm compassionate. I'm at peace with myself. And my good days outweigh my bad. I can also handle my bad days way better than I used to. I want to help people. I want to get them to where I am just enough for them to see progress and to instill hope inside of them. And right now that's crazy to me just to read because I'm like, huh, that's kind of what I'm doing right now with the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but the last thing I want to share is because it's right here on this next page. Um, 
just because I felt like for so long in my life, everybody else, they influenced how I was and who I wanted to be. And it wasn't them, but it was me because I put them there, right? I, 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 I made them be there and I chose that. That's what I chose. Mm-hmm. And the more I realized that people's words and actions are a direct correlation with their past and their trauma that they have faced, the easier it is to have love and compassion for people. The easier it is to not be offended by that or bothered by others' words or actions, it is honestly quite liberating. My soul feels more free than it has ever felt before. And right underneath that, because I feel like this is just an anthem of my life and how I felt, I drew a cage. And and just picture like a bird cage almost. I drew a cage and there's a person inside of it in a ball. Like they're crying and they're sad. But the cage door is wide open. Mm. And then underneath it, I wrote, free yourself. And, and that's why we came up with that last podcast um, name because that's genuinely what I feel like happened is is over time subconsciously I built that cage but that door was open the whole time I just had to choose myself I had to take my own hand and say hey let's go it's right there you can do it you are capable Mm -hmm. get up Mm. get up (laughs) Like, just get up. Like, you can do it. Right now, it doesn't feel like you can, but you need to get past that feeling because you actually can. Like, I feel like that's whenever my emotions, like, were against me, you know? Mm-hmm. I had to push past those and be like, no, that's not true. Like, yes, I know that you're feeling this way, but you are actually capable of doing it. It was... It, healing is a constant battle. <laughs> it is a battle with yourself. Like, it is a battle with that person who wants to stay where they are and that person who's itching for change and yeah. who's itching for that growth. And I promise you, go with that person who's itching for growth. Yes. Because like you said, the pain of remaining, of remaining the, the same, same is, is much greater than the pain of evolving into who you're meant to become. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, we are both living testimonies of that. Mm-hmm. You're so powerful. (laughs) I just like, yeah, I'm just so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so, so proud of you. Um, (laughs) I do want to like, I didn't plan on doing this, but I do want to just say like a quick little encouragement prayer Mm -hmm. or maybe do you want to do it? You got it, sis. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Everyone close their eyes. Put your hand on your heart. But if you're driving. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't close your eyes. Um, I know we have a lot of listeners that like actually love when we do this. So that's really encouraging. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So put your hand on your heart or your belly or whatever. Get connected. And as we're talking about this, as Krista is sharing her story and you're listening to this podcast and even like the last like. 10 minutes of it please don't let it go through one ear and out the other Mm -hmm. don't do that to yourself anymore because you can honestly listen to all the all the podcasts in the world you can listen to all the sermons in the world Mm -hmm. you can get with all the mentors the pastors everybody and you still would have to be at the end of the day with yourself and choose whether or not you want to change mm-hmm. whether or not you want to transform yeah it's not checking off boxes it's not 
Exactly. So I just want to speak over you and say, get up. Get up. I am calling you to get up. Get out of your own head. Get out of your own rut. Get out of your own pain. You have to reach back past that person and grab that child who believed in things, who believed in change, who believed in wonder, who believed in miracles, who believed in redemption. Reach past all the hurt. Reach past all the insecurity. Reach past all the doubts and the, the lies and grab that person, grab that child, grab her, grab him and bring her back to the surface because she is crying to be let out. You have the keys. You have the authority. Jesus already gave it to you. Get up and get out. Unlock to your fullest potential and become. You have to feel in order to heal. You have to mm. feel the pain. You have to. Because the greatest rewards is ending up feeling the greatest pain in your life. Mm-hmm. So please, please, please stop. Just stop. Choose yourself and get up. We love you. That's all I have to say. Good. That was beautiful. Thank you. I do want to say I love that we started this homework thing. Um, Oh, yeah. Homework. I do want to say that since it was so transforming for me, I want to challenge you to start um, becoming aware of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So... What I like to do is I like to choose a certain area of my life. So, so for example, if, if I have a lot of negative thoughts to my, towards my job or towards a certain person or towards myself or towards whatever you have negative thoughts about the most, um, I want you to just choose that one area. Okay, so for example, for me, I would choose, okay, I'm going to be aware of any time I say something negative about myself. Okay, and I challenge you to just write those down. Because it's a lot easier to write them down and then come back to them. Because what I found is, is honestly reading through my notebook, I was like, wow, almost on every other page, I talked about not feeling good enough or not feeling worthy or not feeling beautiful. And in the moment, I didn't catch how much I said it to myself until I wrote it down and looked back. So for the next week, write down any time that you have any negative thought it doesn't have to be words. Anytime that thought crosses your brain, write it down and be honest. Mm-hmm. Be honest because a lot of thoughts are going in your brain all the time. You're constantly thinking. So write them down so that you could become aware of what you're saying. And then I'll challenge you to, beside every single th- negative thought that you've had, go back at the end of the week and write a positive one next to it and say them out loud to yourself. Ooh, that's good. So like, I'm ugly. Next to it, you are absolutely beautiful. You are one of a kind. And saying that to yourself, you may not believe it, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, I'm handsome. Handsome, yes, strong. I'm sorry. Yeah, because we do have handsome. men yeah, listening. This isn't sorry, a men. podcast for just women. It's for men. Yeah. And it's for all humanity. Yes. And if I say her, it's because I'm talking about me. Mm-hmm. But you use it for however you need to use it. Mm-hmm. But I'll try to be more aware. I'm so sorry. So, (laughs) 
think I want I want you to think about those negative thoughts and then at the end of the week go back and and read through those negative thoughts because I guarantee there's some days where I thought thoughts and I wrote them down and the next day I was like man I can't believe I thought that about myself you know so then go back and rewrite positive thoughts that combat that and then say those to yourself okay so that would be my homework for the week like then you'll just see how often you lie to yourself and how often you believe those lies and maybe say that those words those positive words to yourself the following week yeah every morning yeah just start being aware that's really like what I'm trying to challenge you right now is being aware of how many times you say and that's why I'm I'm saying to write it down but so I would I tried doing that this week and forever and yeah (laughs) um and let us know if y'all are doing the homework we love talking y'all I love the people that I've already talked to and that I've reached out um so um just reach out to us either through social media instagram or the real meaning of humanity podcast.com please email us and um yeah we love y'all love you we're gonna peace out now peace out bye bye